0: What's going on everybody? I am the last sane human alive. So, uh, right off into it, you already know 420 friendly. So um I watched the uh just watched it recently too, like like this morning. Shell sudden talking about Habib and Tony Ferguson and Tony Ferguson basically calling Habib's record into question. Now this is my thing, right? I'm sorry, I agree with Tony. And the majority of you did too pre conor McGregor fight. <laughs> well, those are all the comments I was seeing. Everybody was saying Habib ain't fought nobody. People were like, oh well, he fought Michael Johnson And people was like, Who hasn't beaten Michael Johnson? Oh, he fought SM Barbosa. And people was like, And, you know, like Essend Barbosa is a pure striker. That was your classic classic striker versus grappling match, you know? We're nine out of ten your rapper wins that's just how that works you know what I mean is what it is or whatever right and I don't know I don't think he fought anybody either pre connor anybody and then you know and then um, Michael Bisman says well what does that have to do with his record with the UFC well, a lot because the USC keeps mentioning those fights adding into his record to say how great he is he's 29 and 0 you know what I mean and the USC been, had been mentioning those fights you know what I'm saying talking about the 29 and 0 they, they, <clears throat> they don't just mention his USC wins when they discuss him you know how great he is they mention all his wins and 16 of those wins are against people who had never had a fight before People who had never won a fight, and people who aren't fighting anymore and didn't fight past that fight, you know. And so, yeah, remember calling his twenty-nine and old. Yes, and sixteen of those fights were pretty much given to him. Pretty much, he fought. And then I understand Bisman saying, you know, when you're fighting off in the beginning, you fight you no know, lesser talented than, you know get the experience. Sixteen times on your fifteen fight. On your, on, on your 15th fight you fight somebody who hasn't won a fight yet and you're on fight 15 you're on fight 10 you fight somebody who's never fought on fight 10 <coughs> you know what I mean so Tony has a valid point all this Tony Ferguson's crazy shit is, is retarded bro uh, Tony Ferguson got CTE from taking too many shots no it's funny because everybody was saying that shit pre-comment imagine and this whole talk about Habib being the greatest ever. I'm sorry. I don't agree. I think Habib is amazing. I think he's a great fighter. I think to be the greatest ever, you have to clean out a division. He's not done that. He's not cleaned out the division. He ain't washed out all the best in the top of his division. All right. Imagine if Tyrone Willie had won three title fights and then retired and said he was the best ever. Because after he lost the title... Not only did he lose the title in a horrible, horrible fight for him, he went on to lose the next two fights horribly. And this was just the the, the fucking welterweight champ. I want to say he had like four title defenses like life. You know? This is the welterweight champ, you know. People were, at one point were saying, you know, he needed to fight GSP. Now look where he's at. Winning the belt doesn't mean anything unless you hold on to it and dominate a division. He wasn't able to do that. You know, people like John Jones, John Jones has a point, bro. I'm sorry. He dominated a division for years, beating all the top talent. In my opinion, that's how you make a statement. That's how you say you're the greatest ever. You beat all the top talent in your division you fight through murderers and he fought through murderers bro, bro. Rampage Rashad Evans, Leola Machida fucking Nagero. this is all, all in their prime though you know, Leona Machida in his prime uh, Rashad Evans in his prime, Rampage towards the end of his prime, but still kind of in his prime, you know what I mean these were, you know killers he fought, Jose Pierre too you know what I mean, he fought killers bro you remember when he fought fucking Carlos Condit and they, they, they—I um, never forget it. They marketed the fight by saying, you know, they gave all GSP's accolades, and then they said, but now. He faces a natural born killer, and then they had like the little heartbeat and the little lights coming on and off on him, and I was like, "Ooh!" You know, at that time I was in love with Carlos. Kind of UFC had just bought out WEC recently, so I've been watching WEC and watching Carlos kind just tear people up. And I always wondered what he would do against the top UFC talent, and then he gets there, and then GSP dominated that ass. <laughs> If I like JSP and them, they dominated the division for years. They spent years just beating everybody put in front of them. And Habib has not dominated like that as a champion. I like the fight with Justin Gaethje. He definitely dominated Justin. He definitely dominated Justin. I mean Dustin. He definitely dominated Connors. You know, but I'm sorry. I hate to say this. I'm not like a huge Common Gray fan. I think he's an awesome fighter, but I would like to see a focused Conor against him. I would. You see, I don't understand people who fight Habib. If I was going to fight Habib, I would never, I would never do any training except for a takedown defense. And let's say I trained for three hours a day. The entire three hours from the time it started to the time it ended, I would have the best wrestlers I could find line up and take turns just shooting on takedowns on me. That's all I of work on, especially if I'm a striker and my hands are already legit. That's muscle memory. I don't need to work on that all the time. I need to work on what he's going to do. You know what I mean? And he's not going to stand up and strike with me. And if he does, my striking is better, so I'm good there. I need to work on what he's going to do. He's going to stand up, try to pressure me and shoot for a takedown. His game plan literally never changes. You know, so that's all I of work on, you know, all this working on striking and shit. Like you finna stay in the band with him. He's not going to do that shit. And you got muscle memory on these combos and shit. You ain't got to worry about that. You need to worry about the takedown defense. So, but yeah, Tony Ferguson is not crazy. This whole push that Tony Ferguson is crazy is so, so silly to me. And Shell Sun has let me down more and more, you know. He's let me down more and more. I'm sorry. So it's Bisbean. When Bisbean said that, I said, really, Bizbean? But we're talking about like 16 fights, bruh. At what point in time do you stop fighting newcomers? At what point in time do you stop fighting people who ain't want to fight? you know what I'm saying, at what point in time Russians are known for that, they're known for patent records, you know they're known for patent records and they're fighters, you know what I mean you know, so this is not, I don't know and I feel like everybody was saying this, leading to the counter fight I was all through the comment section that's all I was reading this is a beast's first real test, he ain't really fought nobody would do it you know, but I don't know they're trying to get Habib to come back honestly I don't want be. I would love to see Habib fight again but in my opinion after you retire in the octagon and say the things he said talking about he promised his mother and this this and that to come back would be you know calling a question a lot of things that you said in the past as well you know cause you made it seem like you're this noble guy and your word is your bond but I feel like this you say, you say you're retired fucking just stay retired bro because they should have been vacated the belt, like, like like how they did Henry Cejudo vacated that belt the next day and set up a damn title fight, you know? I don't think the title fight should be between Dustin and Connor, though, like everybody's saying. If Habib doesn't come back, and if, if Connor wins, I want Habib to come back and fight Connor again. I think it'd be another amazing fight. I think Connor stands a better chance the second time around. You know, I think it'd be a great fight. You know, so I want to see that fight again because I think if Conor does this thing against Dustin, I think that'd be the biggest fight they can make. You know, even bigger than Izzy and John Jones. I think it's the biggest fight they can make. You know, even bigger than John Jones and Francis. It's the biggest fight they can make. And then Habib has to stay around and fight, bro, you got to fight the top guys and keep fighting, bro. You know, this whole idea that you know you won the belt and you had it for like a year or some shit and now you're the best ever no bro people get that belt all the time so basically when you are no longer here and somebody comes along and let's say that, that, that the next lightweight champ defends like five times in like two years now is he the best ever you know what I mean what are we saying I don't think the Connor and Dustin fight should be for the title I don't if Habib is not going to stick around even if Connor wins, I think the title fight should be Charles Oliveira versus whoever. Whether it's Dustin, whether it's um, you know, Michael Chandler, fucking Dan Hood, it doesn't matter. Charles Oliveira versus whoever. Charles Oliveira needs a title shot. That who is the true, that's the true number one contender. Not Connor. Ain't fought at 155 in years. You know what I'm saying? Not Connor. You know, we're not talking about this. We're not talking about um Dustin. I'm sorry, Dustin and Connor both got washed by Habib. They both got dominated by Habib. I don't think they should be fighting for the title. I don't think Justin and Dustin or Justin and Connor should fight for the title. Both of them got dominated by the champ. I think we need to bring somebody else in, and maybe one of them can fight, you know, somebody else because they're a big name. But I think we need somebody who hasn't fought Habib yet. I think that'll interest Habib in the coming back if there's another champ and he's dominant and he's winning like crazy. You know, that may, you know, interest Habib in the coming back and proving he is the best. You know, because right now I'm sorry, with, with with minimal title defenses, you know. We can't call you the best ever bro and Tony has a point don't act like Tony's crazy because he be you know kicking poles with his bare legs and shit don't act like Tony crazy cause he be on the Wing Chun, the, the goddamn Wing Chun uh, fucking dummy like that's gonna really you know help him in a actual fist fight you know don't act like he crazy Tony is not crazy he's made a very valid point <clears throat> the point he's making is simple you can't have a, of course you're 29 and 0 if anybody in the top 5 had a start to their career and fought the same fighters you fought your first 16 fights then yes they will all came into the, the UFC 16 and 0 or whatever he came into the UFC as you know, of course they would have of course they would have what do you mean it doesn't even make sense, you know what I mean? Of course they would have came in there like that, and that's I've been to the point Tony trying to make is that like, and Michael Bisman talking about what he was talking about. I don't know, he he disappoints me because usually he's he's a little more you know tell like it is, you know. Shell Sonnen is definitely uh, marketing for the USC, you know. He said Kamar Uzman has never had a boring fight, and this is and he said this like like last month on Bad Guy Inc he said Kamar Uzma's never had a boring fight and I said wait wait what His literally his very last fight was boring as fuck what do you mean he held Masvidal against the fence and stomped his toes for five fucking rounds he held him against the fence and didn't punch him you know what I'm saying didn't elbow him didn't knee him he stomped his feet and then kept stomping although by round 3 and 4 these foot were weren't showing any signs of damage or I wasn't limping or like he couldn't walk or move now or none of that you know what I mean his last fight was boring Dana White has called him boring after a fight Dana White himself has said that he got the nickname Snoozeman for being boring you know what I mean <laughs> are you kidding me and for you to say this just tells me that you're just marketing. You're marketing to the casuals at that. Because for us fans who actually watch all the fights and don't just watch the highlights, like when you watch the full highlights of the fight, because my fucking neighbors do that shit, they watch the full highlights of the fight or whatever, but that doesn't tell the story. If you, look look, if you watch the whole fight with Stephen Thompson and Jeff Neal, And then watch the highlights of the fight. The highlights make it look like it was a good back and forth. It was a good even fight. If you watch the fight, it was complete domination. It was complete domination by Stephen Thompson. But the highlights make it look like it was a good back and forth fight, which it was not. It was a good fight. Jeff Neal tried his best, but you could tell he didn't have as many tools in the arsenal as Wonder Boy did. You know? So, there's that. You know? So, if you watch the full fight and you're like a fan like I am... You've seen Kamar Uzman in more than one boring fight. Him and T. Woods was a boring fight. He held him against the fence and punched him in the side. At least he punched him then, though, you know. He got one good elbow off when, when he got uh, T. Woods on the ground, split him open, you know, but that was the extent of the damage done in a five-round fight, you know what I mean? So, it's like, what do you mean? on, Usman always has boring fights. His best fight to date is the Kobe Covington fight. That's his best fight to date. And I believe that's only because he he didn't really want to wrestle with Kobe. Kobe's a really good wrestler. Kobe, people don't understand, Kobe's a really good wrestler. He didn't want to wrestle with Kobe. T-Wood's Division One, you know what I'm saying, collegiate wrestler, got out-wrestled by Kobe. Kobe's a really good wrestler. You know what I'm saying? He's no slouch. And, um... You know, they stood up and they banged it out. That was an exciting fight. That's his best fight to date. His best fight to date. Nothing else comes close to that. Even the, the fight he's won by knockout doesn't come close to that fight. So for Shell to say that, it's like, now I question all your opinions, bro, because now I feel like you're just promoting these guys for the UFC. Now I feel like that's exactly what you're doing. You're not giving us a, a real opinion. You're giving us promotion for the UFC because to say something like that when... Kamar Usman even said after a fight well you know that was at 30 admitting the fight was boring telling the crowd he was at 30% in this fight you know what I'm saying what are you saying he himself admits to having a boring fight you're gonna say he's never had a boring get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here I understand everything's objective and you know it's all opinion Get the fuck out of here. The man himself is admitting to the fight being boring. You're not going to tell me that you didn't watch that fight and think it was boring, too. When the man in the fight, putting on the show for you, said it was boring. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what are you saying? So, I don't know. I don't know. And, 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 I, and I love shell and I loved him during his career. And I love Shellson. you know. I think he was a hell of a fighter, you know. A hell of a fighter. But... Post career, this stuff he's talking about, I just can't. I can't get behind that shit. I feel like he's promoting, man. I feel like he's promoting, he's marketing, he's not giving me an actual opinion. Especially when he says stuff like that. It's like, what are you talking about? When he says stuff like, he respects the BMF title as an actual title, which means Machado regards a champion in his eyes, and he's an actual. T- my ball just, just just got his foot stumped on for five fucking rounds bro he is not no BMF no more and I'm sorry you can't win a title and be a champ if you if you don't beat a champ if you don't beat a champ Nate Diaz is a self proclaimed BMF okay self proclaimed you know the whole you know he's he's a self proclaimed BMF okay I don't want to hear that I don't want to hear that, I'm sorry I'm sorry, Nate Diaz is cool I like, I like Nick Diaz He's a cool guy, you know what I'm saying Says what he wants to say Does what he wants to do, you know Smokes weed, oh he's cool You know, yeah, whatever You know. Slaps people, yeah, stop the slap You know Talks shit, no he's cool, whatever I get it He's also a journeyman He also loses all the time You know what I'm saying y'all still loses all the time you know I don't know what's going on with Anthony Pettis when he beat Anthony Pettis I was like I mean I felt like Anthony I don't know it was a good fight it was a good fight they thumped it out but very disappointed in Anthony in that fight very disappointed Anthony he he came out when he first when he was younger you know he was he was a hell of a fighter he's still a hell of a fighter now it's just you can see you, you can see the slowdown this is why I think, and I could be wrong on this, you know, this is an assumption. But this is why I think a lot of these guys pre USADA was using PEDs, bro. A lot. I think Anthony Pettis was one of them because he's definitely slowed down since USADA. Just look at his fights pre USADA and then look at his fights now. Same thing with John Jones. Look at John Jones' fights, you know. He was explosive. He was agile. You know what I mean? He was all types of spinning elbows and all kinds of different attacks. He was high energy, you know, all over the place. Now look how John Jones fights. He literally stands in front of you with his hands up and throws one twos and teeth kicks and, you know, side kicks to the knee. You know what I mean? That's what he does the whole fight. He's so paced, he's slow output. You know what I mean? He, he, he's lost the step. A lot of these guys since USADA's come around have lost a step. That's just my opinion. You know, Just my opinion. I think it's also evident in their fights though. You know, I think a lot of these guys, I think the majority of fighters pre-USADA was all using all of them because there was no real regulation for it. There was no real testing. Like, it was some testing done, but the fact that USADA caught so many people off RIP lets you know they weren't doing any real good testing, you know what I mean? Because people were obviously getting away with it, you know? So, I feel like a lot of just about everybody was fucking doping pre-USADA. And then you look at everybody post-USADA, and it's like, hmm exposed you know. exposed, you know. I feel like a lot of these guys who um went up weight classes after you side up like permanently and they were like, ah, oh, this the weight cut was hell. I think they just couldn't make the weight cut without using the you know, the extra shit. You know what I mean? You know, uh T J Dillashaw used the uh EPO to, you know, help with that weight cut to get the one twenty five. You know what I mean? You know, that way cut as hell so I think that too you know and speaking of TJ can't wait till he comes back and see how he is post usada and see if that was really him or was that the PEDs. you know what I mean because we can see you know he we can say he's only done this one fight or we can say he only got caught this one fight we we won't know until he fights again when he fights again if we get the same TJ then we know okay well you know that was just that one fight. Every fights again, and we don't get the same TJ, two year layoff or not, then we know damn sure was the EPO. <laughs> you know? That's how we know with a lot of these guys. I can't think of any, think of any off the top of my head right now, but a lot of these guys, that, that, that's how we know. Post USADA, you see the difference. Uh, a big one that everybody knows, Vitor Belfort. He, he was a machine, he was a statue pre USADA post all flat. You know, all flat. <laughs> post all flat. So it's like... I don't know. A lot of these guys are doping, but I can't wait to, I can't wait to see TJ come back. I would like to see TJ... I'm sorry people are saying he doesn't deserve an immediate um, title shot. I don't know. I bet to differ. You know, who else? You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know how Aljamain Sterling is going to do against Peter Young. Um... I like Alderman Sterling. I think he's a cool guy. I don't know how he's going to do it against Pete Young. Petey Young's a pretty good striker. I haven't really seen a lot of Pete Young's grappling. I know Sterling is a grappler and is probably going to try to grapple with him because with the striking, I see him getting knocked out. So he's probably going to try to grapple with him or whatever. So, he, if anything, he deserves a title, you know, a so, uh, title shot. So, you no, know, good for him. You know what I mean? But. And then, oh, before I, before I let you go, Jang Wei Lee, Shang Wei Lee, whatever, her fighting Rose. I don't know if I'm liking this fight too much. One, I see Rose getting the shit beat out of her. I know everybody loves Thug Rose, you know. I don't know how she gets the name Thug Rose and then, I don't know. Anyways, you know, <laughs> everybody loves Thug Rose or whatever, you know. I'm sorry. Everybody was saying that first fight with Jessica Andrade was a fluke. I don't think it was, because if that second fight was a five-round fight, she rose would have lost that fight. End of that second round, she was fucked up. The whole third round, she was fucked up. And that went to a fourth and fifth, Jessica would end up whooping that ass. You know what I'm saying? Because Jessica was on that ass. She was on that ass. You know, it was just a three-round fight, and she ran out of time. But Jessica was on her ass, you know? So, I definitely see her, um getting the shit beat out of her by Jane Whaley Jane was about to beat that ass Rose is not strong enough to grapple with her you know Rose has really clean boxing really good boxing but so does Jane you see what what she stood in there and struck with damn you know Johanna five rounds I I know Rose struck with Johanna too, whatever and did her thing I don't know I just don't think Rose has that that hunger to be the champion anymore you know I think she's just kind of doing what's expected of her. You know what I mean? I think she's doing what's what's expected of her and just getting these paydays, you know? I don't think she has a real desire to be a champion. I could be wrong. I don't know, Rose. You know what I mean? But, I I don't know. I don't see her standing a chance against Wei Whaley. I'm sorry. I see her pretty much running through Rose because she has a lot of power and she hits hard. And Rose hasn't Done well when she gets hit hard too many times. I mean, you see what Jessica did to her, but Jessica was on her ass. That third round was ugly. You know, what I mean, that third round was ugly. You know, and um, I don't see it being much of a difference with Waylee. Waylee is an animal, but I would like for her to defend. You know, the, the uh, she hasn't defended in a while. The last time she defended, I want to say was on. Was that on the Yoel Romero and Izzy card? I want to say that was on the Yoel Romero and Izzy card, so it wasn't too long ago. But I'd like to see her defend again anyway. So, But I think she's pretty much going to beat Rose. I don't think it's even a competition, so I'm definitely betting on her on DraftKings. I'm betting for like a second-round knockout too. I don't think Rose is going to make it to the third. I mean, I, I would say first-round knockout, but I'll give her the first, although I feel like she's going down in the first, and I'll say second, you know what I mean, and try to win a little money so I'm betting been, I'm been on Whaley on that one all day, no debates you know, no debates whatsoever um also probably the uh, promo and stuff has been dropping for the Connor fight and stuff, man listen, I hate to pay $70 right, this for for the hardcore fans, that's such bullshit that is such bullshit I hate to pay $70 you know, um for, for those of you who was watching on PS uh, on your PlayStations before um, ESPN took over and you were you know you had PS Plus and you were able to um, and you were able to get the little discount you were paying $55 a month this is a $15 increase for you it was already a $10 increase when ESPN took over now another $5 makes it 15 and you're like Damn, and if you're one of the people who got the ESPN Plus account, you know, when it first came, you paid $20 for the year. Now that's finna change too, you know what I'm saying? And uh, ESPN has said that their subscribers to ESPN Plus literally doubled after they um, more than doubled after they picked up UFC. So pretty much what they did was their subscriber base wasn't even the amount of UFC fans that downloaded the app and subscribed. You know what I mean? The the amount of fans that came to watch UFC on the app was more than the subscribers they already had. That's how big of a fan base UFC brought to brought to the table, you know? And then our reward for coming and continuing to watch and spend a little extra money is to get charged more during a fucking pandemic. <laughs> I don't care if it's just $5 more. It's $15 more for me. Damn, I'm tired of the price going up. When is it going to stop? You know what I'm saying? Whether it goes to $75, whether it goes to $80. You know what I'm saying? Then they tell you then, oh, well, it was just $5. You know, like, well, yeah, it just five out now, but in, in the grand scheme of things, we're talking about a $20 increase now. You know what I mean? And then the fact, the way the fights are going, the way that people can drop out at any fucking minute, like Leon Edwards and, uh, and um Cosmo or whatever, you know? What are you saying? You know what I mean? Now the main event is a Neil Magny and Michael Kiesa. I got Neil Magny winning that fight by decision. But still, this is the main event. I like Neil Magny, you know? I watched him on Ultimate Fighter 2, you know? But still... You know, this is now the main event. You know, now granted, this is also a fight night, but I'm just saying as, a, as an example of, so, of something recent, how fights are dropping off. It's the same thing with the pay-per-views. Fights are dropping off a week of. And y'all have the audacity to raise it. The, and then without the crowd there, I'm sorry. I don't care what they say about the crowd's not here. Oh, this is a different night. No, the fights are not the same. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to pretend like they are just because you keep saying it. I'm not going to pretend with you. No, they're not the same. The fights are not the same. In the beginning, it was dope. It was dope to be able to hear, you know, hear the corners, you know. You could hear the fighters, what they were saying when they were talking to each other more. You know, it was dope. You know, a lot of the fights had the same intensity. It was dope. I'm sorry. When I went back and, like, watched some of the the fights pre-COVID, you know what I mean? The electricity of the crowd it's nothing like it, man. The walkouts, man. It's, the, it's just electric, you know. I remember watching Conor fight Habib. I'm in the living room with my wife. And when Conor does, you know, the real rubber arm walk, the crowd was lit. We in the living room lit. You know what I'm saying? We in the living room like, shit, yes, Conor. You know what I mean? It's going to be a great fight. Urgh. You know what I mean? The crowd be lit. That, that makes it. I don't know. I feel like I, I, I miss the crowds you know, and it's not the time to be charging people extra to watch the fucking fights that could easily drop off due to COVID at any time of the, you know what I'm saying, like what do we mean, you know, this is this is crazy, you know, we've had fights get canceled the week of, the day of the day before, you know and y'all have the audacity to charge more now the quality of the fights are pretty much the same, you know what I mean? <laughs> don't get me wrong, I love watching the fight, The fights are all good, and then they're talking about the little piracy thing. I wonder what. Um, I'm, I'm going to order the fight because I'm, I'm scared to try to illegally stream it and it not work out, and then I'm stuck having to order anyway. I'm gonna order the fight. I'm gonna watch the prelims on my ESPN Plus, and I'm gonna order the fight. But I'm also gonna watch the fight on the. I'm, I'm also still gonna illegal stream it to see if I can still, and if I can, that'll be how I watch the fights from now on. As long as I illegally stream it, I have really good internet. I'm a gamer, so I have awesome speeds on my internet. So, that's not going to be an issue, you know. So, um, but if it buffers, last cuts off too much, you know. Anything like that happens, then I probably won't. i probably have to start, you know, probably have to buy the events. You know, it is what it is. But uh, if I can illegally stream it. If I can illegally stream a Conor McGregor fight, I will illegally stream every fight from here on out. I may not even subscribe, uh, resubscribe to ESPN Plus, and I may just start illegally streaming the fights because, I'm sorry, Uh the price is going up. It's not going to go down. It's probably going to go up again, you know, and I said it was going to go up again when ESPN first got a hold of it and it went up to 65 I say, it's going to go up again. If we accept this now as fans, it's going to go up again. I accept it as a fan. I continue to spend my money, and it went up again. So I'm telling you now, it's going to go up again. They're going to justify it some kind of way, and it's going to go up again. And when it does, I'm going to come back and say, I told you so. It's going to go up again. Maybe a while, but it's going to go up again. There's going to be a pay-per-view that costs more than $70. If kind of Conor fights be, B, they're going to try to charge more than $70, I feel. You know what I mean? like, And the way they talk these fights up, you know, they talk up fights all the time. The way, the way they talked up, you know, Paulo Costa and Izzy. Oh, this guy walked down Yoel Romero. You're talking about a guy who walked down Yoel. You know what I'm saying? Yoel's the scariest guy in this division. And then it was quick and over, you know, or when they was bigging up the fight between Romero and Izzy, you know, and it was like, yeah, he called him out, man. It's impressive and blah, 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 blah. But he got in there and did, there's video and like pictures that people did like a, like a, a compilation of, of him literally turning and running from Yoel, like literally ducking out the way and running, like turning his back and running from him. Literally, you know what I mean? so they big up the fights all the time, that's their job, you know, I don't want to pay more because you're hyping the fight up more, you know, fuck that, you know, $70, bro. I love some MMA, but the price keeps going up, I'm not going to be able to afford MMA, you know what I'm saying, you know, y'all, you already got me paying for Fight Pass, you got me paying for ESPN Plus, you got me paying for the pay-per-views, you know what I'm saying, now you want me to pay more when i already been paying, shit and for those of you it's just five dollars you must be broke No, oh, I got good money bro I got plenty of money I got a good job my wife got a good job you know we got a two parent household we both work you know live in a small town you know what I mean cost of living cheap we good bro you know that ain't the issue it's pressable especially if I know I can watch it for free I don't care about illegally streaming if you don't want me to illegally stream your shit give me a reasonable fucking price and give me a, a, a stable price it's a set price don't change it as you know you know you signed on with ESPN plus you moved to the $5 I gave you that for me it was $10 but you know what I gave you that I still wanted to watch the fights $65 mm. but now I'm 70 bro. bruh and then $75 next and then $80 and they'll just justify it by saying the same thing every time it's just, it's just $5 it's just $5 it's just $5 well if it's just $5 why can I just keep that $5 and if it's just $5 you have more than me you know what I'm saying, the UFC has more than me I'm doing good, doing real good with life You know, proud of myself, but the UFC has more than me bro you know what I'm saying, they know why you have more money than me you bitch stop taking my extra $5 dollars, you bitch that's a pack of goddamn L&M menthol 100's you know, stop playing with me you know but hey, it is what it is but yeah, I just wanted to get that off about Tony, man. Tony's not crazy, bro. Tony makes a very good point. Stop batting like Tony tripping. Stop batting like y'all were not saying that shit. Don't just jump on the bandwagon now because Shell said this or Michael bisman said this or Joe Rogan said that. No, no, no. They all have a valid point that we were, that we were all making pre-Connor fight. I gave him the Connor fight. I don't think Connor was fucking drinking at the goddamn press conference. He was not taking that fight seriously. He came in there very unprepared. You know what I'm saying? He came in there very unprepared. I don't know what he was thinking, getting in the damn cage with Habib unprepared like that. The Dustin fight was nice. Very impressive. Dustin's been a top talent in the UFC for a long time. A long time. He was ranked five and, you know, was basically Conor's coming out party when he fought Conor all those years ago. He's been around for a long time. He's never been a champion. We don't count intern titles around here because we know that those are just number one contender spots. The intern title means nothing. You know what I'm saying? It means nothing. It just means that the real champ can't fight right now, so we need something to appease the people. So we'll give them a, a paper champ. Somebody who didn't beat some, another champion for a title, he's just basically the one, like the, um, the intern title is like a Willy Wonka golden ticket. It just guarantees you a slot The the next slot for the title shot You know what I mean you guarantee the next, and, the, and it doesn't even guarantee it for you You know what I mean, look at Tony You know what I'm saying, it doesn't even guarantee it for you You know, so You know Dustin was good though, but he's been a top talent For a long time, he's never been a champion You know what I'm saying, he's been pushed and marketed For a long time, you know But it, it was a good fight by Habib He definitely, you know, beat Dustin uh, Justin was even more impressive. I'm not I'm gonna lie, that, that was more impressive than the kind of fight to me. You know, the way he just rushed him, pressured him, and then got him down easily, full amount. Everybody was bragging about Justin, and this is what I mean everybody kept telling you how good Justin Gage's wrestling is, and he has good defensive wrestling, he has defensive wrestling oh my god, you must have watched one of those fucking shell sunning videos you know what I'm saying, what are you talking about, we haven't seen, no, we've seen his defensive wrestling, he has defense didn't look too defensive to me bro he got taken down pretty easily he got full mounted pretty easily, and then he pulled a triangle from full mount, are you kidding me? it was like watching you know him teach somebody how to grapple you know it was it it was elementary you know so that's what they do they 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 tell you things before the fight and then you get in the fight and they tell you how good your romeo's wrestling is and how if he uses his wrestling it's going to be this he doesn't even wrestle he gets in there numerous fights in a row doesn't even wrestle yet and still they continue to tell you how great of a wrestler he is and if he wrestles are we expecting him to wrestle because he hasn't been doing that you know what I'm saying, he has not been doing that you know, he fought a fucking striker like Izzy and didn't wrestle you know what I'm saying what do we mean what do we mean and then um, I'm not going saying. keep saying before I, let you go by, I just thought about this too Robert Whitaker versus Paulo Costa fuck out of here Robert Whitaker loses that fight Robert Whitaker doesn't want to fight Izzy, he's terrified he knows he gets knocked out not, not, not again, you know he knows it. Robert Whitaker, I don't know. I feel like uh, he's going to be running a lot from Paulo Costa. Now, I will say this. After the Izzy fight, <clears throat> I feel like people probably got Paulo Costa's number now. You know? Now they know. You know what I'm saying? You just got to stay out the way. Uh, Robert Whitaker is good at staying out the way, but I don't see him doing much with Paulo. You know? I don't see him... I don't see him knocking out Paulo, but maybe I didn't see Izzy knocking out Paulo neither. I had Paulo just running through Izzy, you know. I thought Paulo was going to fuck Izzy up, you know, then he got just murdered, like, quickly. It was so horrible, but um, it was so horrible, but I do see Paulo beating. I'm I'm, going to pick Paulo again, you know, so I'm going to stick with him. I don't think he ever beats Izzy after watching that fight. I don't think he ever be Izzy. I don't think he'll ever be able to hit Izzy. Izzy's smart. He's good at not taking damage. I think people take away when they say, oh, well, look what, you know, Kelvin Gaslyn hit him, so so and so got to be able to hit him. I think you're taking away from Kevin Gaslyn because Kevin Gaslyn is a hell of a fighter. And I think you're taking away from his game plan that he came in there with. He came in with a good game plan on how to get in and land his shots. Uh, Apollo looked like he didn't have no game plan. He looked like his game plan was just a swing. And he didn't even do that. Robert Whitaker didn't look like he had a game plan neither I was shocked how he was fighting he was just lunging so hard it was like what are you doing you're just like planting your feet and just lunging in with a big old strike like what are you doing you know this guy's a counter striker and you're lunging in like that that's like counter striker heaven you know but so anyways that's the podcast for today hit me up y'all tell me what you think you know what I'm saying whether you feel like Tony is tripping or not, or whether you uh, agree with some of these people, you know who's, who says Tony is tripping. You know what I mean? I don't feel like he is. I feel like I saw that shit so much, even after the Conor fight, I was still seeing that shit. Now we're acting like no one was ever saying this. You know, like people were Googling his record and everything and posting it and telling us. But I mean, come on. Anyhow, you know. Y'all have a good day, take it easy I am the last sane human (laughs) Alive